Maybe I'm crazy, but the Knicks are the worst. Actually, that's not really a hot take. They are the worst. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. We will talk about the Knicks and that disaster with Spike Lee later. LeVar Ball, the man, the myth, the legend, is back in studio. They have relaunched big baller brand. LaMelo may be the number one overall pick in the draft. He says he's the number one overall pick in the draft. He really might be, though. Um, so he is back, and we will talk to him about Melo and Zion and Lonzo and the Lakers and all kinds of other fun stuff. Um, the NFL Combine just wrapped up. Where are some of these players going to go? Does it matter when you go or where you go? LeBron is telling people to kiss his ass, and I'm here for it. I love the Tom Brady free agency frenzy. It's amazing. We got to talk about Wilder Fury three culture report. A lot going on in the culture report this week. But let's get started with Lavar Ball. Very excited to have the family Lavar Ball back in studio with us. Hey, hey, we back in the you. game. Hey, thank yes, you. Yes, you thank are. You. Thank Appreciate you. you having us in. You, ha- I have my yes, my do. new big baller brand gear. Yes, there you go. Look at it. I actually, I actually wore my original big baller brand hoodie to Ooh, work today but i didn't know about. if we wanted to wear any of the, any of the vintage stuff sure yeah so. the vintage stuff is all good okay okay like so I I said, still our brand it. is great it's just one rudy pooed in it did something wrong it ain't no big deal you know what we need, we're not talking about old stuff there you go you know that's wrong it's all good it happens right. in every business every person See me and you got the same mindset so. uh we yeah i mean yeah. that's in the past okay. but so the big baller brand is relaunched yes uh i went on the website uh-huh. lots of options on there right shoes Women's clothes, obviously. Um, oh, look. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Donnie, look at that. Donnie's on it. Oh, Donnie's on it. We got ready to go. It's, it's Big Baller Brand Inc. Inc. Uh-huh. Um, one thing of note, though, is that we just see, see Jello. So, got to ask, well, are Lonzo and Melo involved? Of course. But that's the narrative. Like, on the last site, man, me or Tina was not, not on there. And that's what they get out of this site. Uh, me and Jello were in L.A. at the time. And I'm not going to wait for Melo to come from Australia and Lonzo to come from New Orleans. So, guess what? We got a photo shoot with whoever there. You've always said that Jello was the model in the family, too. But, Jello, yeah, Jello got that flavor. He's always, <laughs> he's always had that, you know. <laughs> There's something different about that. That guy was the only one in elementary to take a picture with his hat on. Oh. Yeah. I said, man, you got a hat on in an uh, elementary picture? That is surprising that they let uh, him They do never that. let you do that, but he, they let him. They, that boy took a few shots. <laughs> well, so he's taking some, some shots for the big yes. baller brands. Yeah. Um, so you guys have relaunched. Congrats. Thank you. Um, not that you really ever went anywhere. We didn't go nowhere, no. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting with that, because I was asked the other day about you, and uh, they were like, yeah, you know, like we don't hear anything from him anymore. I was like, he's about to be back in your life in like, oh, I don't know, a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> just so but you they, know, they, they it's, it's not, it's, right, it's right. not that it was ever even over. Right. But there was some, there was obviously everyone knows what happened. And now, no, there's, there's other Lonzo's things, there's, there's other things going on in my life where people be, you know, the narrative is they want to say, oh, he's quiet. Well, maybe I'm doing something else at the time. Well, I mean, to my impression of yes. what you were doing was, with Mello in Australia. Yeah, we're doing some things with Mello in Australia, but I also got some other business ventures going on too that folks going to hear about, like I said before. Uh, I got something more in the works with a cartoon, uh, some rims and tires, and some water. A lot of stuff is going on. Okay, okay. But I'll let you know more on that as we get rolling. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, okay. What Are you going to bring in any more athletes to Big Baller Brand? Is oh, definitely, still just definitely. still family? No, no. But people don't understand, is that's why they was like, oh, we got to wonder what the boys are going to do. The boys are always going to be family. 
But I'm going to treat this like any other business. Uh, I'm going to look for the next best representation of Triple Bs and athletes. So I, to get started, I mainly focused on my boys. And that was the thing. And people thought I was just going to leave my three boys and that's it. No, they got some superstars coming out every year. And I'm going to start approaching them. So you are still moving forward moving with the forward same with the, yes. mission of yes. creating not just yes. – a clothing line, but also shoes and signing athletes. And right. you're going to compete with all of the big sneaker well, companies. Right. And- it's it's going to be different on my part on the fact that uh, I'm going to offer these next athletes ownership, a percentage of ownership. That's different than endorsement. Right. And when that endorsement fall down, that's what's going to be the new business model. So what's different um, – with Big Baller Brand, other than obviously the relaunch, like the structure, because well, there was a lot of there were a lot of questions a, here's, about here's, the company. Here's the thing: what you, what you learn uh, in any kind of business, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to make a change at some point. And what I've learned is is for one person to say they can do everything, they really can't. And it's like hire different people that stay in their lane, that understands what they do, which makes a team better. And that's what's happening with my. Uh, new thing going up here. So everyone has different roles right, now. Right, right, right. And there's right. more people involved. There's more people involved, yes, Checks yes. Checks and balances, yeah, 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 Exactly. That, that, and, and also, uh, like before, I would send my guy to just, go, okay, go get some material and let's get ready to sell this or whatever. And I never went over there myself with some other folks and said, you know what? If this shirt is $7 and a better quality is $10, maybe you're just trying to save money, but give me the opportunity to make that, that choice and say, you know what? Let's charge probably a couple of dollars more to get the better thing where he was just thinking, I'm just trying to make more money for myself and get this. And, right. and, and, and there's a difference in that. So you're much more hands-on. More, with m- much it, more, though. much more, much more. Okay. And so another critique or, I guess, conversation that was surrounding uh-huh. the brand, because obviously sneakers are a big part of this. Right. We were just talking about sneakers before we started recording. Big industry. Lonzo was a little bit critical of the shoe at first. He was saying he was have to. He had to try new ones. Well, Lonzo, on Lonzo, Lonzo was talking about a shoe that nobody ever got. Right. So and, are you? So the because qual- there are shoes available online, and right, they're not right, the right, same right. price as the ones that you right. guys originally came well, out the, with. Well, the, the original price that I came out with was the first one. Been there, done that. Right. So now it's up on the boys to do what they want. If they feel they want the price lower, go ahead. But I already put it at my symbolic price right which was 495 I believe okay yes. I remember uh, but these are these are because you're saying you're more hands on now these, right, 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 these right. shoes have been tested they're they've been more, tested they better better material better and it's quality. like even better quality even when we had the ZO2 remixes Lonzo had some great games in that what I had to make Lonzo understand is man you, you can play in some slippers man it's just your preparation <laughs> you gotta make yourself stronger and better so speaking of Lonzo and, and uh-huh. Mello um, and your boys, I guess, you know, obviously Jello is, right. is on the face of this, but are they going to be? All my boys are always going to be involved with Big Baller Brand. Okay, it's, but, it's a is, but is Mello going to sign with Big Baller? I mean, not sign with, but he's, he's obviously he's involved with Big Baller well, Brand. Well, check this but... out now. See, this is where the business comes in. As the boys are, are, are getting older and we're getting bigger at this business, now I have to approach them as not, okay, I'm going to do this for my sons. But business-wise, I have to write out contracts for these guys now. Right. So that's going to be a little difference on there. So that's 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 one of the things is growing up as men. Now, as far as doing taxes and everything the right way, structuring the company the right way, you can't be like, oh, okay, we father-son. We get that. Right. But now we turn into business partners. Yeah, which is hard sometimes when it's family. It's not, it's not hard. It's just very easy, you know. But I, I think they have to know that going into it because after, after you really think about this it's not about the money with these guys 
Right. It's about building it's something about that's It's about building something that's huge, which is exactly. Because what I want my boys to understand at the end of the day, uh, all you left with is the brand. Because you got these guys that play in the NBA and, and, and endorse Nikes, and at the end of their career, what do they have? Nothing. Well, I mean, they have some money. They, they have nothing. Because you know why? They don't own nothing. That's the difference with the big ballers. That's why they got to approach my boys differently because they have a brand. So Mello, I saw Mello play in JBA. Uh-huh. And I was impressed with him then. Obviously, JBA was a few years ago, and he right. was much more raw then. But you could see his, no, his length good. and into, absolutely, good. absolutely. But he his skills, I feel like, are are so much more advanced now. Well, no, um, they're the same. It's just he got taller. He, exactly okay, so he's six eight now. Six eight. So he, what, how tall was he when he was in the JBA? Six six. Six six. Okay. So he won Rookie of the Year. Yes. NBA. And he left a little early because of a bruised foot, which yeah, that was only like a we, couple of weeks though. Couple yeah, of weeks early. That yeah, was but it was basically yeah, precautionary. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It wasn't, right. A wasn't big nothing deal. else he could do. Right, it wasn't a, exactly right. like right. it wasn't a big deal. But he just you know longevity purposes, you wanted mm-hmm. to protect him. What did you think of him playing down there? Was it everything that you expected it to be? Well, yeah, because Melo Melo's good. Boy could play the game, and like I said, I ain't gonna let people try to on the fact that they was talking about the JBA. They said, oh, no, it's not good, and it's his dad's league. That's where Melo got better. When I had him there, he was only 17 years old playing against guys that are already graduated. And then when we went to JBA USA Tour, we played against overseas 14 different countries against grown men. Now he go to the Drew League and, and play against grown folks, and folks are like, oh, he's so successful. Yeah, because we've been there and done that. So now you go to Australia, you don't expect an 18-year-old to come over with that mindset and that skill set. You expect an 18-year-old like R.J. Hampton straight out of high school and say, oh, you got some things to learn. No, the, the Hawks need to learn something from Melo. <laughs> so Melo, to that point, took a very unconventional route to the NBA. And he right. could be the first overall could pick. Be, or, going or be the first one. Going to be the first yes. overall pick. He took a very unconventional route, whereas Lonzo did not. Lonzo went through high school, went yes, to UCLA. He did the traditional the thing. The traditional path. And, Mello, and Melo's path is a lot better. So you prefer what Melo did? Oh, most definitely. On the fact that I took Melo out of high school early to focus just on basketball at 16. Can you imagine if Lonzo didn't have to do that chemistry test and that term paper and that Spanish test and all that and just wake up out of your uh, hotel room and go practice basketball twice a day? But don't you value the education that he got? The value for what education? I got a brand. I ain't going to never fill out no resume. Shoot, I teach him on-the-job training. Because, you know, some of your best people that's most successful, they didn't, they didn't go to school. They stepped outside the box and went crazy. No, I'm I'm so, I'm so, not married I'm, to the idea that you I'm, have I'm, to I'm go saying to it's education. This is my thing as a parent. I'm gonna break it down to you so you would know. If you're a parent, you you want your kid to be uh, do a little better than what you did or be successful. Absolutely. So so you do two things. One is you say you, you give them a trade to do. If they know how to do a trade or something like that, you you give them that so they can take care of themselves. Or you say get education. If you're not six nine and fast and can run and jump, you better have them in the library so they can get to college. <laughs> but if you fast and can jump and run, I did all my focus. I said, you know what, you guys are going pro. So you have, but you have an extreme confidence in Mello, and obviously you're very right. involved in his life. Is this something that you see? other parents or kids doing like taking the path that Melo took because oh, it took a lot to get him I, I, here. I definitely see a lot of people taking that path on the fact that some of these people might say you know what I can go overseas and play make some money and I'm gonna play basketball because some people you, you can see it from an early early age like man this dude's something special 
and and that's what you have to believe in and to understand and hopefully you, you know you prepare yourself where you don't get hurt well would you advise if a kid was to take that path that Melo did and obviously mm-hmm. you mentioned RJ Hampton was down there right. with you as well right. and but Melo played in Lithuania and as, as you mentioned when JBA travel all around right, right. would you advise a parent be with them at, oh, well, the, you, at that you, young age because you, you, how, you have to have somebody with them how intense is it for them it's it's not even intense like that it's just as long as they believe somebody's there and got their back that's that's the only main reason you don't want to just send no kid off to some a certain country with no no the support. Now, yeah. now, what people didn't understand is uh, they was like, oh, LeVar, you didn't, you didn't go to Australia. Well, I'm doing some other things. And I found a guy, because lucky as I am, that, that relates to Melo, which is uh, Jermaine Jackson, JJ. And, and the only way Melo could be super successful without me being over there is to have somebody with my kind of intellect or the, or the same type of person I am to say, yo, you're the greatest in the world, man. Let's just keep working hard. Right, the same mentality. It's the same mentality. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. I lost the words. <laughs> but uh, the same mentality that I have where I didn't have to be over there. Right. He was there instead. But it's not like I'm looking at him and saying, oh, man, you took my son and you, you got him doing better. And then, No, it's the same thing. We all on the same boat. He works for me. So how would you describe, because I have an idea, I think, of okay. what Mello is. Uh-huh. And I'm a fan of Mello. Uh-huh. I think that Mello, and I like Lonzo too. Actually, I, weirdly, I went on my uh, Facebook memories uh-huh. the other day, and I guess what what was the last year that Lonzo, so this was three years ago? This was three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I went to see Lonzo play, and that with uh, Kimmy Borza. Hi, Kimmy. And I, the picture came up with the memory of me going to see Lonzo play for the first time. So I've been a fan of Lonzo for a long time, and I like Mello. But uh-huh. I think that Mello has a much bigger personality than Lonzo. And that I actually but, think well, Lonzo's, you, you, Lonzo's you, you, personality you have has to. come out a little bit more. But Mello has a little something with him. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to be critical. I <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to show you where it comes from. I'm going to show you where it comes from so you know. When you have an older brother and you're coming in as a, as a, as a freshman or a youngster, right. Mello's hanging out all Lonzo's friends are four or five years older than him. So what do you got to do? You either got to be cocky or you got to do something funny and you just got to be noticed. You can't be like Lonzo and be like this or nobody ever going to notice you. Right. You're the youngest one. So now they go, oh, he's a little funny. That's your little brother. He's funny and all this. So it just grew. And that's why he's like that. But he so describe Mello for for people who haven't seen a lot of Mello play. Like, just, what is his personality? What is his style of play? He just he's just a flashy, skilled person. He just he, he wants to play the game at a, at a different. He, people always ask me who do you you know compare Mello to, and I'd be like nobody. He's the new breed. He's something different, and he's created like that on the fact that he's been already so worldly at such a young age. Uh, we in this new uh, this new area of of, of social media. Right. So it, it puts him on a, a different stage where he performs at a different level. I, you know, a lot of people think that you say some outlandish things sometimes. Oh yeah, most definitely. I actually agree with you. Like Colin, yes. I think asked you that earlier what you would compare Melo to. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, because I've actually seen him play. I don't, right. I don't, I can't think like of him. a player like Melo. Uh-uh. He's just very long. He's very explosive. He's very, very, very fast, uh-huh. and he's a sh- he is a shooter. He, can, he is not like Lonzo in right. that he's not going to facilitate. Well, all, first. All, all my guys, all my boys can score the heck out the ball whenever they want to, but the mentality is different on them. Which is, uh, whenever Jello gets to the league, within three years he'll be the scoring champ of the NBA. I'm telling you that now. And where's Jello now? Well, Jello's with OKC Blue, which is a G League for the uh, Oklahoma Thunder. And he'll be at. He'll be now. Now check this out. He'll play summer league. Whatever, wherever Melo goes, he'll play with him. 
Okay. And that's going to be something special. And that's when people are going to be like, oh, man, I didn't know Jello was like that. But Jello been a scorer all his life. He don't like to pass. So that's why I say he's going to be the scoring. Melo is caught in between. So some games he might have 50, and then he might have 15. Lonzo is never going to be a scoring champ because he wants to get everybody involved. Yeah, so, that's, so, that's so the mentality is just different game. on him. So that's what I'm saying. So Melo has a combination of Lonzo's mentality and Jello's mentality. Jello ain't going to never pass. <laughs> Okay. I'm just telling you, I put him at point guard one time, and he passed half court three times in a row and shot the same shot. And I said, why do you keep shooting from half court? He said, because I'm open. They ain't guarding me. I said, man, you got to pass the ball. He said, I'm wide open at half court. Though. Open at half court. I said, hey, do your thing, man. So that's why he's always been a shooting guard. And everywhere he's gone, he's he's been the scoring leader. Like all the years he played at Chino Hills, he was always the scoring leader, even when Lonzo was there. So you were very vocal about where you wanted Lonzo to go right. when he was in the draft. Do you have a preference where Melo goes? The preference where I want Melo to go is wherever a coach is going to believe in him and just let him be Melo, let him do what he does. Which is, is win and be free. It's just like everybody talks about, oh, you got a crazy shot selection. Well, Melo think he can make a shot from anywhere. And if you got that kind of confidence and you winning, it's all good. I mean, if that's his game, then yes. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that right. – I mean, Jeannie Buss was just talking yesterday about how uh, D'Antoni kind of forced – Dwight Howard into being a player that he what right, really wasn't. Right, right, That's why right. he ended up leaving, and that kind of fell apart. Uh-huh. So, yeah, coach, co- coaching, I think, is incredible. And you right. were were not a huge fan of the situation with the Lakers. The right, right. Well, you can tell. Everybody has to use the narrative and say, well, Alonzo's not under the bright lights no more. He's not with his father. That's why he's being successful. No, the only thing that changed is the coach. So coach you, Gentry, so like coach Gentry. Gentry believes in it. Yeah. I uh, like all the coaches, man, but I will help you out if you're doing something wrong. You can't put my son in no corner, and then you can't have 50 people dribbling the ball up the court and not running. You know, just like I had to tell Gentry a thing, too. I said, man, let me explain something to you. Lonzo's not a role player. So you got him coming off the bench for the second unit. That ain't going to work. He ain't going to say nothing about it, but you're not going to get the best out of my son bringing him off no bench. And then ever since, he's been starting him and hey, letting him run. And now everybody's like, Lonzo's playing so good. Well, you give him the keys and let him do what he does, he's going to be fine. So you, you had a conversation with Gentry. Of course, got to. That's why my son still be on the bench. Okay. I mean, I like what I've seen from Lonzo with the Pelicans. Right. I think that he is one, – one thing that I've noticed with Lonzo, and I always quote you on this, and I use it for so many examples across sports because I think it's brilliant. And people were not – people thought it was – you were being funny about this too. Mm-hmm. But when Lonzo came into the league, people were super critical of his body and his shot, and it was like he's going to be injured. And you said something that resonated with me because my brother grew two inches in college, mm-hmm. which is that you said he didn't have his ball body yet. Right. And everyone thought you were being funny. But that ain't the same kid that was <laughs> with the Lakers as a rookie. No, he has no, a completely no, different well, body now. Well, he has to have a different – he's growing. He's only 22 that's years old. That's what I'm saying, yes. And you have to understand now uh, – But I before, think that's played a huge role in his success as well. Well, a huge role in his success that, like I said, it's just the coach. When you, when you, when you have somebody believe in you and kind of let you do what you do, he's, he's, he's always made people better. And if, like I said, Brandon Ingram played for the Lakers for a few years before Alonzo, and he played one season with him, and now you're an all-star. There's a reason why you're an all-star. There's a reason why Zion does good. Now, if you look back at these games, you, you Pelicans can win without Brandon Ingram. They've done it. They can win without Zion. They've done it. You can't win without Zoe. Take Zoe out that picture and watch how this whole thing crumble. What do you think of Zion? Zion is good. Heck of an athlete, young. Alonzo get with him, and it's like – Lonzo, I told him Lonzo was going to make him so much better than what he is because all you got to do is run and jump. 
If you're just a running guy, you ain't setting up no plays. Lonzo throw that ball where the pass is not supposed to be thrown. He throw it anyway. But he got that confidence. And, and Zion, like he said, just throw it up. I'll go get it. Do you think that Zion will be the face of the league when LeBron eventually retires? Because that's kind of what it seems like he's being set up for. Well, you want to set that up for the face of the league, but that ain't going to happen. The face of the league is going to be the ball boys. hate to tell you that, and people hate for me to say that, but it's going to be that. Are they all going to play on the same team? They're all going to play on the same team, and when that happens, they're going to change the game because they're going to play so fast, it's going to be unreal. They'll probably average 40 to 50 points a quarter. If you got somebody running out there every single play and fast break every single play. Is there well you keep saying that it's the coach is so important. Is there a coach that you would like to see coach them? Uh, here's the thing. I just want a coach to believe in them. A, a good coach that that might work would be Mark Jackson. On the fact he going to let them fly. And that's and uh, sometimes less coaching is the best coaching in this situation. I I think it depends on the the formula and the chemistry that your team has well when you got my three boys that's 60 percent of the chemistry right there now we just need two rebounders and we'll do the same thing we did at chino hills run right through everybody what's your relationship like with the lakers right now i don't have a relationship with them because my boys are not over there so i don't have no relationship where i'd be like hey genie hey magic I don't see them. But it's not. But I'm not. You wouldn't I'm not, say there's any animosity. I'm not going to have no animosity on the fact I got other things to do. And I don't have to sit at home and be like, well, why you don't have my son over here? No, I'm not going to do that. I got other things to do. Plus, you, they, they may end up, and say if you're it, saying say that all three of them are going to be in the it. league, they might end up back there. Why wouldn't they? Would you, what about the Clippers? Either way, Los Angeles, we coming you're back. You're cool as long as it's LA. We're coming back to LA. What about LeBron? Because LeBron is kind, about of LeBron? A, kind of responsible. What are your feelings on LeBron right now? Because he's kind of responsible I, 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 for LeBron's are not being in LA. Well, no, that's not responsible. For, that's not. That's not it. For Lonzo not being in LA is because of Luke. Because Lonzo not performing. So because so now, Luke didn't because let, Luke didn't let Lonzo do what he did. If, if Lonzo is averaging 15 points and, and eight rebounds and 10 assists, his first he ain't going nowhere. Some of his best games, he was uh, only one to average. I mean, not average, but have a triple-double with LeBron. So it's like, dude, I can play with LeBron. That's no problem. We both got the same IQ, get rid of the ball. But if you don't play him at the same time and you got him coming in and out and you don't know who's the leader, who's this, it's, it's going to – that was his favorite player. Who don't want to play with their favorite player? Yeah, I but, mean – But if you so, don't, so if you don't, you make don't it blame work like LeBron that. at all. I don't blame that. LeBron. No, he ain't the one out there. I mean, he's not the one pulling the strings at the top saying, hey, I don't want – but that's what people want to say. Like, oh, LeBron got him well, out LeBron of there. Well, LeBron has a lot of say. In well, what? he has some say, but he, if he likes somebody, he don't have – some people – let me tell you this. They might seem like they got a lot of control, but they don't. Because then people at the top, they got it all. They, they make the decisions. They're making all the decisions. I think that's interesting that you look at it that way, that, well, I know that like Luke that. Um, is kind of the one responsible for it, for not letting Lonzo be the player that exactly. he needs to be. Look Look at it. You hold him back because his mentality was, you're a rookie. You need to get under somebody's wing, and they need to teach you this or that. No, Lonzo ain't need to get under nobody's wing because he's always been a leader. So it's hard to kind of do some following. So Melo's going to be the number one overall yes. pick. He might end up going to the, to the Knicks. Might. That's where he's going. That's where he's going? I, th I think the New York Knicks, they then suffer so much bad missing the first pick by so many chances that it's going to bundle up this time where they get the number one pick. Yeah, the Knicks are a disaster. Yeah. Um, does that worry you at all? No. The, the, the Knicks need a, they need a culture change. They don't need a player change. 
And the good thing about that is get mellow, bring jello. If you get mellow and jello, how long you think it take before they get zo? Now you got triple B's, the ball boys on Broadway. <laughs> Will Mello be a bigger star than Lonzo in the league? Will Mello be a bigger star? Uh, yeah, I was. I would say. I would say he's going to be a bigger star because Mello has a, 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 a younger following. So you're going to get more people like, oh shoot, they love they love Zo. He's still young, but Mello 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 can get people like. like 13 and 12. Oh, he's so cute. I love him. He's still a teenager. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't handle girls 12 and 13 talking about, oh, I love Lonzo. He's 22 years old with a kid and a baby and all this. And no. <laughs> Mellow, he's just free and wild, so you, so he's going to get more of that. And that's, he, has, that's, he has the, the he has, uh, yeah, he, I can see You know, he's he a little following. different than the mother ones, is, yeah. And listen, that's not a shot at Lonzo at well, all. Here it is, it, but it, I, to me, it's just, I think that Mellow has such, and Lonzo's personality, I think, has come out a lot more right, now. Right. But Melo just has this. Uh, like, well, he, he's groomed into it on the fact that uh, how successful and how everybody's eyes is on him now right. at an earlier age than with Lonzo. Because Lonzo went to UCLA, the big baller brand was was okay, but it wasn't like it is now. I wasn't like I am now. You know, Jello, the situation that he's been in, and is as far as the family. So Melo's like the little dude that was like 15 that grew up with these these cameras in his face. It's like, you know, even with Facebook and stuff. Oh, Melo, the cute kid. Da, 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 da. Right. Now Melo's changing on him. Like, hey, I want to renegotiate my contract. Well, where'd that come from? You ain't the 15-year-old kid that used to be smiling and being jipper and all that. No, you turn into a man now. So now it's a different thing. Melo's growing up and getting used to that camera more on the fact that he's had more experience in front of the camera. Yeah, no, I do think and he's, that's... And he's been worldly, too. Right. Because the other boys haven't traveled the world at 16 years old. Yeah. No, having cameras you know? in your face at a yeah. younger age... Yeah, and you age, get used to it. You get used to it. Right. That could definitely affect how you approach things, too, and dealing right. with the media and all that. Is, yes. That's super important. Well, congratulations again, BigBallerBrandIncorporated.com, BigBallerBrand relaunch, lots of new new merch. I love this one, by the way. Ah, uh, thank you. I have. I wouldn't wear. I, I don't. You know, the sneaks don't match, but right, right, right. I, I know I'm you got a match. I, I got. I got some. I, got I already some. know you do. I got some in mind. At I already home. know you do. We'll put it all together. Uh, thank you so much for stopping no, in again. No, thank you, Joy. Always have a good time coming here chit-chatting with you. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out big, BigBallerBrandInc.com. And, you know, if Mello's making the rounds, I hope you bring him by. Okay. We'd love to talk to Mello, too. And best of luck in the draft. Well, not that you need it. <laughs> Mello's definitely going one, one or two, but you say one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though. And, um, and congrats again. It's good to see you. Thank you kindly. Thanks. All righty. With it. With it. What? We about to turn up in this bitch. All right, Donnie, what am I winning or quitting today? With less than 25 games left in the NBA regular season, the race for MVP is picking up, and it looks like it'll come down to two usual suspects. Giannis Antetokounmpo is favored to take home the trophy for the second straight year, but LeBron James in his 17th season is making the case for a fifth MVP award. Joy, when it's all said and done, LeBron James will be the 2020 MVP. Quit it or quit it. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to quit it because I don't think that the voters are being swayed to give it to LeBron James. But the reality is LeBron should be the 2020 MVP. And it's not because he's in his 17th season and is playing incredible. It's because all of the things that Giannis is doing in the East, we used to hold against LeBron in the East, having this incredible record, crushing teams. Yeah having unbelievable individual statistics and everyone be like, oh yeah, but he's in the East. It's so easy. It's in the East. It's so easy. 
Well, now LeBron has the Lakers at the top of the West, where that's where the Clippers were supposed to be. It's tough over there. It's it is out tough here. over there. It's tough <laughs> out here. Yes, uh, yeah, we are out here. It's tough out here. I mean, they're forty six and thirteen. The Bucks are fifty two and nine. So it's not like it's like some staggering difference. Obviously, we know the Bucks have the best record in the NBA. And look, maybe it's just me. Just like I don't care about Giannis winning a second MVP. And yes, obviously Giannis is having an incredible season. And yes, they very much need Giannis on that squad in yeah. order to to do well when he's terrible like he was against the Heat. Eh. Um, you know, he had 13 points, 15 rebounds, and three assists, shot 33% from the field, went 0-4 from three. And they got whooped on by the Heat. Now it is the Heat at home, so that's, they're a completely different team. Yeah. But they lost 105-89. And I watched that game, and they were it was they were never in it. It did not, it did not look great for them at all. They were held to under 100, point, 100 points in back-to-back contests for the first time since game in five and six of the Eastern Conference Finals, which they obviously lost to the Raptors. I just think that LeBron is playing incredible basketball. I think he deserves a lot of credit for what the Lakers are this year. If you just take five seconds to remember what an absolute dumpster fire disaster the Lakers were last year, not just on the court, but off the court, yeah. to me, all of that plays a role in why LeBron James is MVP. What he's been able to do with the Lakers to stabilize them this year. And, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning, but voters don't even have to consider it, I guess. But having navigated through the most devastating situation any of us have ever seen in sports history with passing of Kobe Bryant, and to continue to play at this level, which would uh, would understandably crash the momentum and, yeah. and emotion of any organization that went through something like that, but mm-hmm. especially this organization, has been just remarkable. And I can't believe I'm sitting here making a case for LeBron James for MVP in his 17th season. It's unbelievable. But I just don't see how everyone's just so dismissive of it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's clearly Giannis' MVP. Like, how is it clear? How How is this – what is this large gap? I can understand if you feel that Giannis – deserves it over LeBron because of this or that, whatever argument you want to make, individual yeah. statistics, the the overall record, what they are without Giannis, whatever. But there is no large gap here. It it, it it should clearly be a race down to the end of the season. I think this this last part of the season matters also. And he should be neck and neck with Giannis. To me, LeBron is the MVP this year, but at, at, at best they should be even at this point in the in the voters' eyes, and I, I don't, I don't see how every every voter that's talked about it is like, yeah, yeah, LeBron's having a great season, but Giannis is clearly the MVP. Like, it's not that clear to me. This could be the beginning of the end of that, though. Like, they could be trending in different directions, and the and by the end of the season, this ends up being a lot closer than than it is right now. I hope so, and and I hope that they consider this last part of the season as well, because even though obviously both these teams are clearly playoff teams and are. are going to be at the top of their conferences so it's not like they're going to have some dramatic fall off or anything towards the end of the season right it it, sh- it should be considered how they finish the season I hope they give it to LeBron he, I, I think he deserves it and what the Lakers have been able to do this year has been incredible um, all right what's next as the faces of their teams franchise quarterbacks typically remain franchise quarterbacks but this is a new decade and NFL free agency is feeling a little more NBA like thanks to Tom Brady and his impending decision Joy, the hype around Tom Brady this offseason is proof that there should be more free agency movement for quarterbacks. Would it or quit it? Would it. And interestingly enough, Dak Prescott, there's a report out there now that Dak Prescott is considering 
signing or being willing to sign a shorter deal with guaranteed money, similar to the Kirk Cousins three-year, $84 million guaranteed, which I'll take, um, <laughs> you know, if it's available. Yeah, if it's out there. It's out there. So instead of pushing for a longer deal, which it seems like the Cowboys are clearly not sure about, right. take a shorter deal, all guaranteed money, and then bet on yourself to get another contract before you turn 30. It's kind of interesting because that's yeah. an NBA superstar style contract. Right. And this particular offseason has been unbelievable. I don't ever remember talking this much football this time of year. It's fun. It's fun and it's it's fun to speculate what's mm -hmm. going on. And this whole situation with Tom Brady, if you would have told me in, in my lifetime I'm going to get to experience an NBA style free agency period with Tom Brady possibly leaving the Patriots and, and literally having suitors all over the NFL – I, I, I mean, I would not have believed you, and I would have been angry at you for proposing that idea because it's so fun. And yet we're living it. Here we are in the yeah, midst of this. We're in it. We've got, we've got Jimmy Fallon and Julian Edelman and Tom Brady, uh, and and there's like audio gate. We don't know if he said he's n he's not staying or he's got it. And then they enhance the audio. He's got it. Then he's FaceTiming with Mike Vrabel, oh, which man. like come on. The technology being put to use though, it's awesome. But. What is that? Tom Brady knows, like, you know people can see your phone. No one is more paranoid than me on this planet. I don't talk in Ubers. I don't, like, if I'm at a game and I'm on my phone, it's like you're not going to see it. Mm -hmm. I don't like opening certain text messages around people. I yeah. am paranoid. Tom Brady, the secretest of secret people, is just FaceTiming with Rabel at the, at, the, at the Syracuse game. Like, nobody can see who this person's face is. Just Vrabel, just. So wait, are we a hundred percent certain that that's Tom and not Pod Tom? Is it? What's Pod Tom up to these days? I, I I think this is I think this is Tom. Okay. Pod Tom would be much more buttoned up. He'd be chill, right? Yeah, yeah, very you're chill. Right. He's got his spray tan going. Uncomfortable. Here I am <laughs> at the Estes. Yeah, no, this is real Tom. That's real Tom. And. It's amazing, and it's it's so fun to watch and follow the breadcrumbs. And there's everyone has a report. He's going, he's staying, he's going to the Raiders, he's going to the Titans, he's going to the 49ers. It's just not happening. Maybe he's going to the Cowboys. It's just amazing to experience, and we can't stop talking about it. And that's why the NFL should consider figuring out a way to make this happen more often. Now, obviously, this is also like hinging on the fact that there's all these other dominoes that have to fall yeah. after Tom Brady makes his decision, which is holding everything in the entire league up. Which is so LeBron esque. Yeah. God, I hope he does a decision. Please, Tom yes, Brady, yes. put together a do decision tonight. Do it on, <laughs> do it on FS1. Okay, only on FS1 or Fox Sports. Yes. The only network to Fox do it exclusive. on. Okay, you must do it on Fox, please. But don't know what Dak's going to do. Don't know what Teddy, what's going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater. Now Nick Foles is available. They want to trade Nick Foles after giving him an obscene amount of money. Andy Dalton, obviously. Philip Rivers. Jameis Winston, Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Like, and then you have all these quarterbacks in the draft, yeah, which man. we're going five deep Ugh. on now, which wasn't even a conversation before. So there's just so much movement at the quarterback position. It's amazing. I love every second of it. I can't wait to find out what Tom Brady does. I still feel like he's leaving, but – I gotta say, the Titans thing is just so anticlimactic. Yeah, it just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. The Titans, and that's not to disrespect the Titans, but this the Titans brand is just so hasn't been that strong since McNair. Titan, yeah. and 
I just I I feel like he's so much bigger than that brand, and yeah. that may be what he likes about it. But it just feels very Jordan to the Wizards. It does not yeah. inspire me at all. I mean, yeah. obviously we're all gonna watch, but there's just so many more compelling places he could go. Honestly, the Raiders situation is so delicious to me. John Gruden. I mean, Las Vegas. it's a disaster and it won't work, <laughs> and he will not win. Yeah. But just him going to Las Vegas. It's a complete heel turn mm -hmm. from his little corporate UG life, uh, selling mattresses. And yeah. he, it's just, it would be so incredible to watch John Gruden and Tom Brady in Las Vegas. Sin City. With the Las Vegas Raiders, Sin City, flashy everything, <laughs> and that Raider uniform. It would be absolutely magical until he has to play Mahomes twice every year. And then he's just, it's two losses. But okay. it, it would really just be absolutely incredible. Probably not going to happen. Probably going to go to the Titans and, you know. Fingers crossed, though. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. Trevor Ariza is petty. And I love it. So this is kind of an old story at this point, but it's just so delicious I had to do it. So as we know, Trey Young having an incredible season, he loves nutmegging people. And I think it's hilarious and I enjoy it. Trevor Ariza, not so much. So as you can see from this video, like, okay, so what happened was, like, obviously you could see what happened, but Trey basically tried to nutmeg Ariza, and he was not with the shits at all. Or as he liked to say, not with the funnies, which is an amazing line. So he elbow chucked the shit out of Trey Young and was just not allowing that to be on his highlight reel. <laughs> And like that had to hurt. Ariza is a big, big dude. But after the game, Ariza came up to him, gave him a hug, talked to him. And from the this is from Jason Quick at the Athletic. He said, Ariza said, I told him, don't do that shit again, not to me at least. I mean, I've never made an all defensive team or none of that shit. And he's and he's an all-star, so he can be creative by ways to get around me. But all the like funnies, I'm not with the funnies. I don't like the funnies. And then Chris Kishner asked Trey Young if he was going to stop nutmegging people now that Trevor Ariza, you know, did this to him. And he said, nah, I'm about to stop nutmegging. That's going to be in my game until I'm done. Which I think is such a great response by Trey. But I do think he will be more choosy about who he does decide to nutmeg. But man, that shit was funny. I watched that like 15, 30 times. So good. I'm with the funnies is definitely getting implemented into my vocabulary as well. That is going like I am with the funnies, but if, <laughs> if at any point I'm not with the funnies, that's what I'm gonna say. I am with the funnies, Donnie. I am with the funnies today. But sometimes pro funnies. Definitely pro funnies most of the time, but that oh my god, I couldn't believe it actually. That's why I love so much that he hugged him afterwards because it 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 just made it all clear like this is what the situation is. I'm not really trying to kill you, but just don't ever do that to me. <laughs> And then he gave him the head, the head hug too. The head hug is so crucial. Anytime you head hug someone, you really mean it. All right, time for high key, low key. High key, it doesn't matter what you are. Low key, it matters where you go in the draft. Yes, this is a situation. We are talking about a lot of movements possibly happening in the draft. Trade ups, trade downs. Now Washington's in the conversation for Tua. Yeah. Detroit has dug their heels in, they're sticking with Stafford. 
I love it. I don't. I don't Four love more it. years. <laughs> Four more years. <laughs> Why do you enjoy this torture? I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't even want, want to get into it. It's so strange. Um, I one day maybe you can explain it to me. But Jordan Love is emerging mm-hmm. as a a real option in the draft, and he had an incredible combine, which is why I kind of like the combine because it does offer guys who are kind of in the middle to greatly improve their draft status by having a great combine. But someone like Jordan Love, it really matters where you go. Like yeah. the, if he goes to the Colts, say the the Colts sign Philip Rivers, they draft Jordan Love, he can sit a year behind Philip Philip Rivers in Indianapolis, which is a good organization, yeah. has some pieces, definitely stability, good coach. I think he'll be successful. If he ends up at one of these dysfunctional franchises mm-hmm. that doesn't have stability, we're going to see a situation like Baker Mayfield or yeah. or much worse. It's the same with Justin Herbert. I think these guys are really raw. He's getting compared to Patrick Mahomes. And listen, obviously Patrick Mahomes is incredibly talented. He's the best player in the league, right? But he also went to the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid and got to sit behind a year behind sit behind Alex Smith for a year, which all played a role in his success, as he would say, and as Andy Reid has said many times. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him. It's just the truth. That's the, an ideal situation. Right. That is that is the ideal situation. And this is why I'm afraid for Burrow and Tua. Obviously, we know what the situation is with Tua. Mm-hmm. People think he's incredibly talented. I think he's talented, but I'm very afraid of the injuries. And if you're getting hurt like that in college with yeah. college players, the NFL is faster, bigger, stronger. It worries me. That said, if the Dolphins are available to, like he's available for the Dolphins to draft, I think they should draft him because you have to take that chance. Mm-hmm. Whatever team that needs a quarterback of two is there, you have to take that chance. We're all assuming Joe Burrow is going to go to Cincinnati. I think his success is really going to be based off of the the organization and not Joe Burrow, which is not me hedging my bets about being right or wrong about Joe Burrow. I yeah. think Joe Burrow is great. Yeah. But he's also going to the worst team in the league. And so many times we get caught up in like, oh, this guy's a bust and this and that. And it's really, really, really matters where you go. Yeah. And so while we're talking about the draft, it's almost like we should not be talking about who these players are, but where they're actually going is so much more important. What else? High key. LeBron is right about the mentoring critics. Low key, Kiss My Ass was first used in a poem in 1682. They were using language back then? Fun fact. Like yeah, they were. Then? Kiss my arse is arse. what it was. Kiss my like, arse? Yeah, yeah, technically. He said kiss my ass with a smile. Did they say with a smile? I don't know. It they was put a poem. little extra sauce. Sauce on the quote. Now, is it kiss my ass like you smile while you're kissing my ass? Or was he telling the reporters to tell them oh, to, to kiss tell my them ass? Kiss my ass have a smile, a smile while you're saying it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I just thought it was a cold line. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think too much into it, but my that's bad. a good question. Yeah, he's right though. They should kiss his ass because LeBron cannot win in this spot, and it's partly LeBron's fault. LeBron falls in this very specific category where he's never been comfortable being a villain, which is facts. Mm-hmm. He was always uncomfortable in Miami, where he was at the height of his villainness. He wants to be liked and be friends and banana boat, and like that's his thing. So he is not comfortable being a villain, and he's not on the other side where he's just, like, fun-loving, loose, yeah, fun guy. Check. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's not on one side or the other. He's always been in this middle polarizing space where you either love LeBron or you hate him. Very, 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 very few people are indifferent about LeBron or yeah. can be neutral about LeBron. And for me, I'm kind of in the middle because I've I've – despised the Cleveland Cavaliers at the highest level, mm-hmm. not necessarily LeBron, but just 
Cavs and then loved him at the highest level with the Miami Heat. And so now I'm sort of in this middle space where I'm just enjoying LeBron's career and watching him play at a high level. And I don't have any strong opinion about it either way. I do think he's the greatest superstar that we've ever had and that he's never been in trouble. He's never had controversies. His controversies, if you want to call them that, are mostly on the court. And then the decision, which like if you had an issue with that, like, sorry, get over it (laughs) at this point. So him mentoring Zion and these other young players, people being critical of him saying like he's soft or it's like not a good look. Like exact kiss my ass. Like what, (laughs) what are you talking about? He cannot win in this spot. If he ignores the young players, right. And he doesn't have a relationship similar to what we assume is going on with Michael and him. Yeah. Then everyone, everyone's going to think he's a jerk. Yeah. Cold. Right. And like, you're not setting, you're not setting the league, which you are the face of, of up for success in the future exactly and like what are you gaining from it he's he he put that work on the pelicans all year so it's not like he's going out there not performing and then afterwards being all huggy Mm lovey-dovey there's still absolute full level of competition here what he should be doing this with zion and who knows what he's saying to zion he can say whatever he wants. Exactly. This is good for the game. This it's is a good one-on-one for the game. interaction. It's it, it, it's good for sports. Exactly. Just stop. He he's not he's not soft for for doing the right thing. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's for being a good guy. There, yeah. There's <laughs> there's certain things you can be soft for. This is this is not one of them. It's not even really worth saying anything negative about. Like I I, I don't know. Maybe because I'm a woman and we are just more naturally nurturing and like. You know, despite what everyone thinks, we help each other out. And, like, that's kind of what we do. Like, you know, we get ready together and, you know, we share clothes and, you know, we go to the bathroom together. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, no one would look at this if it was women and be critical of it. So maybe it's a male ego thing, which is my goal by the age of 35 to figure out. I literally had this conversation with Colin earlier. I don't know what we were talking about, but he was like, yeah, I feel like it's just like all male ego. I was like, yeah, what is that? What is that? I don't know, man. This is a new age. We're like talking about therapy and uh, more open about things. I feel like he is like shepherding the new age 2020 man. The 2020 man? Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's okay to say I love you. Jeremy, I love you. John Hill, I love you. See what I'm saying? So we're, I mean, we're, but you guys are already like, you guys are different though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. We're trying to spread the word. All right. Spread like, it. Okay. So you're yeah, just, yeah. okay. You're encouraging of that. Okay. Yes. I am fully supportive of the 2020 man. <laughs> 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 but so maybe you're right. Maybe that's what it is. I will defer to you on that. <laughs> loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. These are the losers of the week. All right. Loser power rankings. Who's uh, first? First up, Jameis Winston of the Buccaneers. Oh, this is this is bad for Jameis. Sorry, Bruce, Jameis. Bruce Arians is out. He is he's talking crazy about Jameis. <laughs> Saying he, he he loved him and then he hated him. He's he's a hate word. Oh, hate. That's a strong word. It is a strong word. But Jameis threw a lot of interceptions. A whole bunch. So many. In fact, I believe it was all time record. Yeah, he's one of the all time greats. That was an annoying sound I just made. I apologize. I'll turn it down. Um yeah. Not a good season for Jameis. And he had Eye surgery. I just feel like it's the it's the end for Jameis as a starter, and I, I can't say that I'm terribly surprised. I didn't love Mariota or Jameis coming yeah. into the draft. I just I, I didn't see it. Not that Jameis hasn't had some good moments, and obviously he is. He don't throw the ball like yeah, yeah, that yeah. is for sure. And he's whether he's, you're open or not, he's big body. It. He had that thing with the the W eating W's and the dubs, <laughs> which we all kind of experienced together as a. <laughs> 
as a, as a people. <laughs> but I yeah, that. I mean, look, I, I, I was I thought that this was the year that Jameis was going to take a step forward because Bruce Arians was there. Mm -hmm. He has his system. And he's very structured. And I thought it'd be good for Jameis. It just didn't work out. I, I don't they're probably moving off of him, bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, which I really actually love for the Bucks. Yeah, that ends up happening. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's then for Jameis Winston as a starter for at least for this year. There's a place for him in the NFL though. I, I hope because yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean there definitely is. Yeah, He's, yeah. There's there's way too much of a need for quarterbacks and people get injured all the time. He's going to end up on a team and he's going to be a backup likely, uh, yeah. and he'll get an opportunity again. But it's just not right now. I'm a fan of his style of play. It's like a uh, loose. Buster Keaton. Oh, He's loose is correct. Lo very, as loose as it gets. <laughs> there is no looser. Uh, next up, people who are mad about Wilder Fury 3. Guys, Why? we knew before the fight that this fight was coming, no yeah. matter who won. So what's what are we confused about here? It's This is what it is. We literally knew this was happening before the fight. Before the second fight happened, we knew the third one was happening. It was not a secret that there was a clause for a third fight. Yeah. Which either one of them was going to take advantage of the instantaneous second they took the L. Like yeah, just what this what it was. Oh, the ear. Oh. Yeah. Um, Mayweather has said that he's going to train, or he would like to train Wilder yeah. for this third fight. I don't know. I, I would I would take advice from Mayweather, just to be clear. I would take advice from Mayweather when it comes to boxing. Yes. That's I would. I would listen. I would take that meeting. Just boxing. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, only <laughs> boxing. Um, and, well, you know, maybe starting some other businesses yeah, yeah, he's pretty yeah, good yeah. at, sure, too. Sure, sure, my bad. But um, I am not in that, either of those spaces. Mm -hmm. But I think that Wilder would be too good to meet with him. I just don't think that his style of boxing matches anything that Mayweather does. Obviously, Mayweather's some probably the greatest strategic and defensive boxer of all time. Yeah. Wilder is a heavyweight and a big swinger, like just totally different. Yeah. I do think that this third fight will be the best fight out of all of them, but I, I, I don't guys. I mean, Joshua is fighting Kalalev or something, some guy. <laughs> and then they're all the winner of those two fights is going to fight each other at the end of the year. That's how this goes. How this is all set up. But this was a given that this was going to happen. There's no point in being angry about things that were an absolute given. This is exactly how trilogies work. Like uh, if Wilder is the main character, he's having a this is the down and out moment. And he's going to go to the sage wise Mayweather to mm -hmm. get those few extra pointers that he'll use against Fury. And that third one is going to be the, the epic finale. The, it will oh. be an epic finale. I think Wilder wins the third one. But either way, it's going to be a great fight. Yeah, man. Uh, next up, James Dolan and the New York Knicks. I, you know what? There's things in my life that I, I wonder if they will ever happen. Like, I wonder if I will ever be able to talk about the New York Knicks and not have to mention James Dolan doing something insane. Mm, yeah, it's not likely. Uh, not until he's gone. I mean, sells the team? Is he's that going to happen? not going to sell the he's team He's not going to sell the team? Never? He's going to keep playing the, in his bands <laughs> yeah. and he, taking interesting <laughs> photo shoots and, and running the Knicks. It, it just... Oh, it's embarrassing. Okay, so it, it's just embarrassing. <clears throat> it is. Like, it's, it's honestly... I can't even imagine, an, like, an organization... I couldn't imagine being a Knicks fan. I just would lose my mind. Like I, I'm so blessed that the Miami Heat would. The Miami Heat would never. They would never. They would never. The Ever? Dolphins, as dysfunctional as the Dolphins have been throughout my lifetime's ups and downs, do not treat people crazy. They're not going to bring in a legend and 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 drag him out of of the arena. They're not going to tell Spike Lee he can't use an elevator. What are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Of course Spike Lee is in the right. Spike Lee can say whatever he wants. He's the one reason your your, your organization is even relevant right. is Spike Lee. He's paying be, so much should, money for those tickets. First of all, <laughs> how does Spike Lee not have his own Spike Lee entrance? I think he that was it. They just took it away. Have, no, no, no. He should just say, like, Spike's entrance. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Right. And they have, like, two guards out there mm-hmm. so nobody else can use the entrance. And then after Spike enters, they go inside, and then they take the sign down, and nobody knows what's Spike's entrance. Spike's entrance. Like He's earned that. And then they put out this ridiculous, ridiculous statement. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim? What the fuck? Because we have repeatedly asked him not to use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance? Who cares? Which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden is laughable. Laughable. Who who wrote? Who wrote? Who let this? Who? Okay. (laughs) Like this. Okay. You get this piece. You get it, right? Like it's in your phone. I'm going to pretend this is my phone, right? This is my phone, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Who wrote this? <laughs> That's my deal. Who wrote that? What are you talking about? It's disrespectful. You use the word victim and laughable? And Spike Lee. And Spike Lee? There's only one thing that's laughable. It's not even laughable, actually. I don't even want to say it's laughable. It's upsetting. It really is. It's, yeah, man. It's, <clears throat> it, it, it's honestly, it's so disappointing. And like, I, I think that the league is better when the Knicks are competitive. Mm-hmm. And I can't say when they're run well because I can't honestly think of a time when they were run well. And I'm and and you would think after the incident with Oakley that none of this would ever be available. Yeah. That they, they would be like, listen, that was such an ultimate embarrassment yep. in the history of sports that anytime anyone is who's in here who even remotely thinks of us as an actual organization, let's just treat them let's just treat them good. Like who cares if Spike Lee walks through the employee entrance how could that even possibly be a thing that pops into your mind how how and you know that this is the entrance that he always takes yeah for 28 years I think he said what do, and, uh, that's a long time he is welcome to come to our to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance yeah Spike Lee's gonna walk in the general entrance sure great idea <laughs> cool that's a cool idea just not through I'm not going through the general entrance okay <laughs> who am I nobody Spike Lee somebody just not through our employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed on last night when they shook hands. And then they put uh, a picture up. Uh, so we know who's behind this. <laughs> the evidence just, is there. I can't even, it's just like, I cannot, my brain cannot <laughs> comprehend how things could be that ultimately dysfunctional. Mm. I can't, my brain doesn't work like that. Make me understand it. So like Patrick Ewing should watch his back. Uh, what other uh, Nick <laughs> legends? They're coming for you. I mean, I just don't, I don't even understand. I can't understand. I can't understand it. I could not imagine treating people like this that support you through all of this absolute bullshit. And you're talking to Spike Lee about what entry, like as if that could even possibly remotely matter. You would allow it to get to this point is such an embarrassment. Spike can do whatever he wants. Matter of fact, Spike can live there. If you want to make an apartment in there for Spike, if he wants his own suite for like the rest of time, do whatever you can. And instead, instead, after Oakley, which was the ultimate embarrassment, then, then you find a way to isolate (laughs) Spike Lee and Purposely, you had not only did everyone approve this ridiculous statement, you then made it into a graphic, which you then <laughs> tweeted out on like your PR, your official PR, and and New York Knicks Twitter page. They're lucky he doesn't become a Nets fan, Brooklyn. 
I don't. Right I just don't even know. Like, so lucky. It it He's honestly loyal. infuriates me. It infuriates me how this could ever happen. I don't understand it. I just, you know what? I, I'm infuriated, and then I just feel grateful. Thank you, Miami Heat. Thank you for just being a first class organization that does not do stuff like that. Yeah. Or just like you no know, any of the other organizations in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, T, what's the T? Time for the culture reports. All right, so Megan Thee Stallion is filing a lawsuit against her record label, 1501 Certified Entertainment. She stated, she stated that um, the terms of her contract wasn't clear upon signing, and when she tried to renegotiate, they pretty much told her, you can't release any music. So she wants to be terminated from um, the record label, and she's also filing a $1 million lawsuit in damages. That's so oh, unfortunate. It is unfortunate because the thing about record labels and up-and-coming artists is that up-and-coming artists need the record labels and the money to get started and to make the music, and the record labels need the talent in order to do it. So we've seen these situations so many times. Now, I'm on the artist side in these spots because to me, if you are a corporate entity, you're an agency, you know when you're getting over on somebody. And to me, like, think macro, right? Like, think big picture. And I don't know specifically what Meg wants to renegotiate, but to me, I always feel like how you treat people in the immediate is going to affect your future. Like, now, sure. if I'm an artist, I'm not going to sign with that record label, no matter how desperate I am, because I've seen what you did with Meg. Yeah. And whatever she's asking to renegotiate, as long as it's not you're not going to get any money and I'm going to get all the money, why not find a way to make it work so it doesn't get ugly and you can keep her on your record label and find something that works for both of you and then continue to grow and then have a partnership even so that she can bring on new artists when she continues to grow. Yeah. So to me, like I don't ever understand why these things get so ugly. It's obviously greed. And for I don't. Sure. none of us know like the details again of what she wants renegotiated, but... This is ha something that happens with up-and-coming artists all the time. Interestingly enough, Sports Tie, we love those. This is Carl Crawford's. Yeah. So. Record label. Well, I don't know. I'm Team Meg, but I, I, I also just think, like, bigger picture, you should try and find a way to make things work with people. So, you know, you know she's blowing up. Yeah. Give her some partnership or whatever it is that she needs so she feels comfortable. And then move forward. And don't try and get over on people. Like, yeah, because she was she was young, but the judge did grant her temporary restraining order, so she can release her music. So she got that, and then I also read too that that um, apparently like the record record label gets sixty percent of uh, her recording income, and they only leave her with forty percent. And she has to use that money to you know get featured artists for engineers and mixers, and so it's like, what is she left with? Well, why isn't that what the record label does? Why That's what are you, you paying think. for your own production? Yeah, yeah, no, she shouldn't be paying for her own production. The sixty forty thing, I mean, that's what like you're not going to get a favorable deal when you come in with your first deal. Mm -hmm. So I don't so much have a problem with that, but yeah, you shouldn't be paying to make your own music. Like that's the point of having a record label, right? But what's next? All right, so sad news. For some people, uh, Judge Judy is coming to an end after 25 seasons. So she's going to wrap up after the 2020 2021 uh, season. So next year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I read that she said that CBS wanted to utilize the repeats of her program. I mean, they got 25 years worth. So why not? And they're going to just sell a couple of the years, a uh, couple of years worth of reruns. 
And then apparently she's still going to be on TV. She's saying that Judy Justice will be coming out next year. But we have no idea what that is. She didn't give any tea on it. She just uh, said on what, on what Judy Justice is. She said she can't tell anyone. I'm thinking, OK, a, a similar like your own like reality show. Hmm. So I'm not really sure. But Interesting. I always found Judge Judy to be really a fascinating individual. <laughs> Me too. Um, I don't understand these television shows fundamentally. Like, so is it real? Yeah, this is real. So she's really a judge. She's really a judge. Yeah, I was never really sure. But I do enjoy <laughs> I do enjoy watching them because yeah. they're they're hilarious. And obviously all these these judge shows, the judge is like kind of making light of what these situations and they're not dealing with like very serious situations I think the last one I watched uh, it was like a photography situation and it was like senior pictures and yeah I mean I don't like court I don't want no parts mm -mm. of courts I'm not interested in court <laughs> three times is enough for me for a lifetime don't ask me why but um, I, I, she is a absolute baller. That woman she is. is so rich. She's oh. so rich. Yeah, I heard that she earns, it says she earns $47 million a year. She's the highest paid TV personality, or at least one of them. That is so That's much insane. money. That's insane. That's so much Sis, money. Sis, let me borrow something. <laughs> like, Bam. That is so, <laughs> much, so money. much money. Oh my like, gosh. It's crazy how much money she has. Yeah. Oh, respect. Yeah. But I love her, though. She's And, and the picture you had no, of Donnie great. was amazing. That, that's literally her. The hand up, the glasses down, like, uh-uh, don't yeah. try me, don't, uh-uh. No, she's great. She's got the <laughs> signature look. Like she's, She does. She's awesome. Um, so congrats on 25 seasons. Uh, all right, what's next? All right, so Northwest performed during uh, the Yeezy Season 8 fashion show in Paris. Love her. Love him, too. Um, the song that she sang, it sounded a little bit like, I don't know, someone we know. Mm. Someone named yeah, Zaza. It was. <laughs> well, okay, so she rapped her own verse. Yeah. But it was over Zaza's Red Carpet Girls beat. beat. Yes. Right. And then her mother came out and kind of came for Kim Kardashian and was like, you know, they worked hard to make this music and to build a brand for themselves. And, like, you know, kind of the least you could do is give them props for you know yeah. using it and then kim was like oh but she's a big fan listen i ain't gonna get into a little kid beef okay <laughs> <laughs> so like the baby beef alone but i do think if you're kim and yeezy like you're kanye west right. and kim kardashian yeah you should if you're gonna have her go up and she wants to perform say something about the song that you're performing over like you you could clearly make a beat in three seconds like that's what kanye kind of what kanye does yeah so i'm on zaza's side but uh, like also i'm not on side this kid beef it feels weird um <laughs> I, I think it's awesome though it looked yeah. it was like a really cool moment but i do understand her mom being upset like they yeah. should they should get them you know what you know what she should do Get in the booth together. I, I look, I'd be here We're for here it. We're here for a video. Okay, we will support. Right. We will support. Also, these, I had these when I, when I was a little young thing. I what mean, they, were, they weren't the Yeezy boots, but you don't remember those boots? You didn't go up in the snow, huh? I did not. Oh, I've yeah. barely seen snow. We had these boots. They were not cute when we were little. But they're cute on her, but not for us. I have pictures in boots like that. You grew up in the snow? You remember those boots? I didn't have boots. We put the plastic bags in her shoes. Yeah, plastic oh. bags was a move too. But I didn't like the plastic bags. 
I mean, I don't <laughs> like the plastic bags, but like it's just it's just a point. Like I just rather wear the ugly boots because like at one point or another the, the bag is gonna slip and then you're gonna have wet wet shoes, which is unacceptable. Um, but she looks cute, and I'm, she does. I, I, I'm I'm here for the remix. So I'm saying. I'm so here Kim for it. I think it's gonna happen. I think it will too. Yep. What's next? All right, so Netflix will host a comedy festival called Netflix is a Joke Fest. Allie. Uh, so I mean, 20 venues scattered throughout L.A. Uh, from April 27th through May 3rd. And um, it looks like Dave Chappelle and Ali Wong is going to headline. There's going to be so many people there. I saw Pete Davidson, Jamie Foxx. David Letterman. Martin Lawrence. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're listing them now. That's, oh. that's easier. Um, Ken Jong, <laughs> <laughs> Marlon Wayans, yeah, Russ, uh, yeah, Tim Robinson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Wanda Sykes, Wanda Sykes okay. Graham Norton. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, what they've put together. So now the one thing I will say, Netflix, can we get a can we get a festival pass? There's no Seriously. festival pass. So there, there's going to be lots of shows. The the prices range from like I think five dollars to like five hundred. So if you do want to catch a show, there is uh, something available for everyone. I do kind of wish they had a festival pass though, because it'd be cool. Yeah. But they're going to be in venues all over Los Angeles. It's awesome. I mean, it's all the greatest comics around, yeah. like in one place. So I'm very excited for it. I'm definitely going. Yeah, I heard that they're selling the tickets individually based off the guests. I don't know if that's true, but hmm. I guess we'll find out because they go on sale uh, March 6th at 10. So That's very soon. Yeah. So I plan on getting mine. Yeah, I'm definitely going. <laughs> What's next? All right, so the new Candyman trailer dropped. No! Yeah. So it'll be released uh, June 12, 2020. One, Tony, Tony Todd is still Candyman, so I'm excited about that. And two, Jordan Peele's a producer, and I'm here for that. I just don't know if I want to see that because I'm scared. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the trailer, I literally watched the trailer on set the other day and was like, ooh, nope. Yeah. And like, because I, I do want to support and I want to see it and it yeah. looks amazing. But here's the thing about scary movies with me. And his movies, particularly like Get Out, Us, are scary, but they're also consumable, right? Yeah. Like, you, I'm not leaving the theater like trembling. I can't sleep. You know what I mean? Because there is no tethered. And I don't really go to out to the middle of nowhere where people I don't know. So I don't have to really worry about that stuff happening. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? This, however, this like kind of you're kind of getting into like the supernatural space. I'm so good. Yeah. And <laughs> like I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can rock with. I will not be in a van traveling across Texas, going to these small towns. No offense to Texas people in small towns, but I am a city person. Same. So, yeah. and I watched the movie, so I'm good. And like, so those those kind of movies I can watch. Saw stuff like that. This with the mirrors, yeah, and the stuff. But he did remix "Say My Name." Oh, yeah, I was gonna say that. And I can never listen to "Say My Name" the same way again. I can't either. I'm not gonna lie. Once I left here, I listened to it about maybe five more times just to hear that. The, the trailer? Uh, yeah, I wanted to hear the yeah, Say the My remix, Name. Yeah, the but I know, but now the, the Say My Name is going to be, I, like, I'm going to think of Candyman. <laughs> like, should I listen to this song? Is it going to, is it going to, like, usher in Candyman? It, and he's amazing. He, he is. is in um, Watchmen. Yes. Which is incredible. Um, so if you've seen Watchmen, you've seen him naked, which is not bad either. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> it, it looks like a great movie. I'm just. Yeah, I'm definitely here for it. I, I want to support. Are you going to see it? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can Scanning either. Candyman literally scared me as a child. It's I just I don't know scary. if I want to. It's too scary. I think. Yeah. I don't think I can do it. It like it looks legitimately scary. 
It does. And, it, and like, I know this This is a movie, but I wouldn't even go in my bathroom with the lights off saying Candyman, like in the Ooh. mirror. Like, why would I do that? Ooh. That's how scared I am. <laughs> <laughs> I look, yeah, I can't. And then the bees, mm-mm. I'm allergic. Mm-mm. How many can't. times have y'all said Candyman during this episode? Ah! Uh, look. <laughs> Don't say oh, it again. Shoot, I ain't saying it again. Don't say it again. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and you can listen on any of the apps where you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia app, and make sure that you follow us on all of our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. And check out my new show on Caffeine TV on Wednesdays at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. Just go download the Caffeine app. It's free. It's called Joy Chat, and you can interact with me on there as well. And we'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Oh.